welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts Jeremy and Brian, aka Mr. Probs, aka Big Tasty. Look, serving in worship and production can be one of the most rewarding experiences. But it can also feel like I'm a worship pastor, and I'm a production pastor, and these are our problems. Welcome to episode 79 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, where we aim to encourage, entertain, and equip worship and tech leaders all over the world, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? Yo! What is up, my dude? So I have not done this in quite a while, Yeah. Uh, but last night I was sitting in my chair and I was reading back through the reviews on our podcast. Mm. I'm not going to lie, I was kind of sobbing a little bit, yeah, like just really cool. humbled that you guys continue to listen and that you guys are, let's just be honest, getting anything out of this other than just the entertain, but it seems like the Lord is using this and I'm just really, really thankful to be a part of this and just feeling a lot of love in my heart for the WLP nation. So Absolutely. You, know, my dude, you know what just happened? We what, we just that? crossed a quarter of a million streams of the podcast. We're it's at really hard to say it that way. Two hundred twenty-six thousand. Two hundred twenty-six thousand streams. That's unbelievable, man. Golly! So just super thankful. Absolutely, man. Do, you know what else I'm thankful for? What's that? Playing Center Online. Oh, dude! So thankful. You so, want to tell our lovely listeners a little bit about Planning Center? That's okay. So here's the deal: we're they are the bay. They are. It's not even close, guys. So we we only bring to you the very best. All right, and so that's why that's right. We're, that's why we're locked in with Planning Center. So here's the deal: this is this will tell you a little bit about the company. Okay, Planning Center. They won't lock you into any contracts. You can adjust or cancel your plan at any time. No extra fees. Um, in any plan starts with a 30 day free trial. They don't even ask for payment until after 30 days. Okay. Planning center is designed to scale to the needs of your church, right? You got 10 people on your team. They have a plan for you. You got a thousand people on your team or more. They got a plan for you. Okay. You just use the applications that you need at whatever level you need. And absolutely anyone can reach out to planning center support, regardless of whether or not you're even a customer yet or what your role at your church is. They'll often get back to you with in-depth answers within an hour. And if you don't believe that, reach out today, planning.center slash support. Would you say that they need a new theme song that goes something along the lines of, because you've got a plan for me. (laughs) (laughs) Did I just saw too, they're offering with their uh, check-ins, free emergency texting now. So like when you get back, and you got like my little bratty kid starts getting all crazy up in there. My wife can get a text message and go, "Hey, come get this thing." I mean, it's literally it, these free. are church guys. These are these are church guys that thought, "Why is there not a great system for churches?" So they built one, and they're constantly you know? evolving to help you uh, meet whatever needs you you have in ministry. So yeah, check it out. Check it out. Yeah, dude. And they built that PCO on rock and roll. Hey, it was a big week for the worship leader probs family. It, it was it was a really cool week for us. Um, this week we launched the worship leader probs coaching network. Boom. That right now during the COVID season is absolutely free, and so we had almost seventy people 
from around the world. Did you hear that? Around the world, join us. Um, and Scott Longyear came in and like, it, yeah, Scott Longyear came in, kind of dropped the hammer. Like I saw some people yes. like, dang, this is tough. Absolutely. I had some text messages of friends of like, that was painful, but I needed to hear it. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, Brian and I shared a little bit about our hearts. We talked about relaunching. Uh, when this thing comes back around, which who, who who knows? I know my buddy Dan from Willow Creek texted me. It was like the governor of Illinois said he's not going to allow gatherings over 50 until there's a vaccination. Wow. Wow. I mean, think about that. It's crazy, man. Uh, and you know what? Here's the deal. We've been planning this coaching network for a really long time, like a year at least. Yeah, we have. And praying towards it. And God, what, what could, what, how could, you know, there are other coaching networks. What, how are we equipped to do it in a unique way, right? And so yeah. here's, you know, senior pastor, production pastor, worship pastor. Yep. That's a that's exactly. a pretty unique combination. And so we had this whole thing lined out. It's a monthly fee and all that stuff. And then COVID hit and we're like, hey, no fees until this is over. Um, so we're like, that's right. Prequeling. We're prequeling, if that's a yeah. word the coaching network with, oh, 100%. Some, with some stuff that you are dealing with right now. And then we've got incredible coaches that are going to walk oh, the with coaches you in a small are... group setting. I mean, dudes join us. It's free. You guys. We're, oh yeah. Worshipleaderprobs.com slash yeah. coaching. And here's the thing. Um, if you want to get just a little taste of what it's all about, we, we recorded the actual session and it's on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to post a link right here in the chat right now. Go check it out. Um, you can go there and check it out and see if you would want to be a part. Um, and so, yeah, for now it is free. And so we, our coaches come from all over the country. We've got, um, we got Jerry Newman, who is at a ginormous Baptist church out in Texas. Jerry's got two doctorates, three masters, and a can-do attitude. Um, you've got Brooke Nichols, uh, who serves at a, at a big church in Canada. She's like the yeah. Canadian vocalist of the year. Um, uh, funny as junk. Um, yeah, she's going to be a, a spunky, awesome coach. we got Jen Smale serving at 2911 Church out in Arizona. We've got Dan Smith, the uh, audio director for Willow Creek. We've got uh, John Clark, the production director for Red Rocks. Keith and Carol, uh, one of the lighting directors from Christ Fellowship. Sam Lynn from a really large church up in Evansville, Indiana. Fred Who Meadow, am I missing? Fred Meadows. Fred Meadows Seriously. from actually from BT's church. Yeah, Fred was a worship pastor for 30, like 33 years, uh, has a doctorate in spiritual formation. Um, there's got to be somebody else that we're missing. I feel like we've missed somebody, but oh, we did miss Mark Harris. Mark Harris, the worship pastor from Gateway. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? So. Formerly, well, and so, I guess like I said, still a for him. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So, yeah, go, go, um, go sign up right now. Yep. com. I promise you it'll be worth your time. And uh, we're really excited to do that. It was really humbling to kind of like watch the Zoom call open up and just all these people start pouring mm -hmm. in. And mm -hmm. so uh, it was, it was so a lot good. of fun. Yeah. So, so you get that uh, once a month, you get that large group call with us and then you get broken down with your coaches and you'll have another group call with them and full access to all the coaches throughout the month. And uh, this is going to be super duper awesome. So really excited. And here's the deal. Like if your God job, if you're there. international, you're international or your job prohibits you from joining us at 3 p.m. Eastern time, 
uh, we'll record all of them. As Jeremy said, the videos will go on YouTube so you can yep. be a part of that big group setting later, watch it later, and then meet with your small group. So, and you can't beat the price. No, I mean, it's everyone can afford free. Everyone. Everyone. Gratis. Darren Montgomery in our chat says the first session was amazing. Wow. Thanks, dude. Thanks for thanks for joining us, brother. It kind of makes me want to cry a little bit, but I'm super emotional. Why am I so emotional? <laughs> All right, dude. So how how's ministry going? How's life going? What are we working on right now? Are you, what are you guys talking about when it comes to reopening? Like, what's going on? Well, our governor just came out with the most confusing five-stage plan you can possibly imagine. Um, and I look, okay, I know it's so super complicated. You've posted before. You posted the meme where it's like a guy and it's all these like algebraic equations all around it. Yes, yes. Like, is that what it, it takes to be able to understand your governor's plan? Kind of. And look, I know it's super complicated and complex, and I don't. I would never ever want to be in his seat, but it is a challenge to to uh, understand it. <laughs> and so, like, it's five stages, um, and basically, like churches, you can you cannot have a gathering over twenty five unless you're a church. Then you can do whatever you want. Um, okay. as long as you're social distancing, uh, and then it's, it's a whole thing. And so, um, we, our pastor posted a video uh, a couple of days ago. That's just like, look, guys, we love you and we're still having church. And so we're going to yeah. wait a little while to do our physical gatherings. And, um, so I think, uh, they're going to maybe roll out a plan for the staff on Monday and we'll begin communicating that to the church. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Uh, that we've been able to pivot and think in completely different creative ways on how to do what we're doing. And um, so, you know, it's Mother's Day. We've got tons of pictures of people with their moms that are we're going to use oh, cool. in the service. And um, yeah, we got an all-female vocalist, you know, vocal team this weekend. And nice. uh, one of our really gifted leaders, Heidi Wright, is uh, leading worship and uh, Kim's on the team and a lady named Kelly Sponsel. They're awesome. And so um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So that's awesome. I dude. don't know what I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. <laughs> I think we're talking about like the first week in June mm-hmm. trying to open up. Um, I Florida has been a little bit easier, I think, to kind of understand. Like even the governor's like, we didn't sh- shut church down. But it's yeah. like, well, we can't meet in groups of over 50 so or over 10. So I don't know. So I think we are going to try to open. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. But OK, let's talk a little bit, Brian, like as you're heading into this reopening, we talked about some of this in the Zoom call. Like what are the some of the things you're keeping in mind? Like what's one or two things that are like super at the front of your brain as we're moving into kind of relaunching the church? Yeah, I would say for me, you know, numbers don't necessarily equal engagement. And so we've all had this huge influx of people watching our live streams. And now how do we engage them? Okay. And then once we get them engaged, how do we keep them engaged after we go back to having physical meetings? And so those are uh, some of the things that we're looking at. You know, we're going to probably, you know, try to keep things super familiar. Um, We've. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. Yeah, shortened our 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 set list uh, uh, down to the rotation of songs that that we're doing, just to kind of keep things familiar and engaged. And I, you know, I think it's a huge opportunity. We got to get this right, uh, church 
oh, universe, yeah. like all of us. We've got to get this right. And I think if we get it right, um, it could be a very, very exciting time. Uh, in term, I, oh, I think I we could see explosive growth. All of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I feel like you need to be not only just having a plan for like relaunching this thing, but also like, okay, like if we get a bunch of more people through the door, how are we going to handle all that? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, it's not bad to have, you know, you have a plan for winning and you have a plan for losing. I don't think that's the right way to say it, but you know what I mean? Like you got to have a plan of what you're going to do with all these people that are about to come walking through the door. So, um, I think one of the things for me, um, is always keeping in mind that like, you know, my church, we've always, we've taken the online experience very seriously and that's great. But I just want to like really keeping in mind that like, we're really providing a church service to two separate audiences. There's the audience in the room and there's the audience at home. And so just making sure from a technical standpoint, the things that I'm doing, it's like finding the the middle ground. You know what I mean? Like uh, there's a way that we have mic'd our drums that sounds ridiculously good on the live stream. It sounds terrible in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, like you lose all the attack and all this kind of crazy stuff for all my audio guys out there. So it's like, okay, let's go back the other way. Now the drums may not sound quite as good as they we know they can, but they still sound really good. So it's like, all right, well, I got to make sure like for me, we have a lot of people in the room. And so it's like making sure that we're getting equal, like two. And then, like, as a worship leader on stage, like your main job is to point people to the King of Kings, and to lead them into the presence of, of God, and then get out of the way. Right? I mean, we've talked about that a million different times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But how do you do that for for an audience that you can't see, touch, smell, or anything, and then also a group of people that you can? You know what I mean? So it's going to be really interesting to see like how many people like just go, oh, well, I'm still experiencing the Lord. I'm just going to stay home now. That's that's real. That That is a real feeling for all of us and for, you know, our pastors, our senior pastors and senior leaders feel it on a completely different level than we do. Oh, man. Um, man, I can't imagine uh, the pressure that some of them feel, you know, and though there are budget pressures, budget ramifications oh, yeah. for that. And those are very oh, real. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, man, this is a, this is a time to, to be focused in prayer. Oh, hundred percent. So Scott, you know, Scott was a worship leader for what, 20 years, 25 yeah. years or something yeah. like that before becoming a senior leader. And he, gosh, he made a really awesome point. He's like, think about all that you're responsible for, all that you're doing as a worship and a production guy, right? And all that responsibility, all the heaviest that you're feeling. So your stops there at the end of making sure that the worship services are good, that mm. everything's technically good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The senior pastor is now worried for the entire church and making sure that you guys are getting your job done. So like Scott laid down this challenge to go out and said, hey, I want you this week, I want you to go to your senior pastor, sit down and go, hey, how are you doing Really? Absolutely. Because you're going to say, hey, it's easy to walk by. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Or something like that. And and they'll go, you know, uh, doing great. It's great. You know, great day. The Lord, blah, 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 blah. But throw that. How are you doing really? Because they're worried about more than you could ever imagine. And look, yeah. I'm not trying to say that a senior pastor's role is more important or whatever. But like, just remember, like, they're caring more than you are. They are. And, the, you know, the, 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 the scriptures are are clear, man, about leaders and the 
extra responsibility that they carry and um, and accountability. Yeah, accountability. Pray for your leaders, man, and like Jeremy said, yeah, reach out to them. Um, show they, concern. There's not that many people. There's not that many people who interact with your senior leader on a daily basis and don't want something. Exactly. Just, just do it. Dare you, dude? We got Dan Smith joined us in the chat. <sighs> Coach Smith. How funny is it that we're talking about worship and all that, and my worship pastor's calling me right now? <laughs> um, all right. Well, let this phone call disappear, and then we're going to get into a, a new segment of the podcast. Are you ready for that? I'm so ready. Okay. So here's the deal. With us not really meeting in person right now, we are not getting a ton of prayer concerns, and that's all good. So... We want to entertain, encourage, and equip. That's like what we do on this podcast. So um, we are going to do a new new segment. I don't, we don't really have a name for it. Dad Joke Challenge. Okay. We're going to do a little Dad Joke Challenge, and Brian and I are going to try to make each other laugh. So it'll it'll be the first to score two points, right? Because we're going to go out of three. Or the first person sure. to score. So if you, sure. if you laugh, the other person gets a point. Okay. So we're going to tell dad jokes to each other and the person listening is going to try not to laugh and dad jokes are, (laughs) all right, who, who do, who do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You go go first. first. Okay. Number one, dad, can you put the cat out? I didn't know it was on fire. Oh, yeah. I totally laughed at that. (laughs) Okay. Number one for my. I'm going to let you reset. Well, I got to keep track. All right. Number one two goldfish in a tank. One says to the other, Do you know how to drive this thing? Dang it. <laughs> one one to one. One to one. Okay, you ready for this one? Hey, Brian. What concert costs just 45 cents? 50 cent featuring Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that's real good. Okay, number two. I made the mistake of telling my suitcase that we won't be going anywhere this year because of the pandemic. I'm having to put up with a lot of emotional baggage. I don't think the stare down is going to (laughs) work. Yes. All right. Last round. Uh, okay. Hey, Brian. I don't trust stairs. They're always up to something.
What? Okay. Well played. Well played. Okay. Okay. The last one. Okay. Ready? Today, a man knocked on my door and asked for a small donation towards the local swimming pool. So I gave him a glass of water. <laughs> we're tied at one. Or we're tied at two. We're tied at two. Do you have a, a couple more that we could try to do? Uh, we got Because we got to walk away with a clear winner. I'm not a Democrat. So not everyone gets a trophy in my world. Do you have another one? I can I can, yeah. Okay, you ready? I need your I need your eyes. Here we go. You ready? Why did the math book look so sad? Because of all of its problems. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. It's good. All right, hold on. <laughs> All right, here we go. Are you ready? Hey, Jer. I'm ready. You've really got to hand it to short people because they usually can't reach it anyway. (laughs) 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 Oh, I feel like this is going to be a tie. I think we should. I think it should be a tie. Yeah. Dad jokes are literally the best. I love him. I love him. Well, I hope you enjoyed our new segment called Dad Joke Challenge. Send us some dad jokes. <sighs> Send us some dad jokes. We'll totally share them. Absolutely. Dan Smith has one in our chat for us right now. You ready, PT? Hit me with it. How does a penguin build a house? It glues it together. <laughs> Amazing. That's awesome. That's well, guys, awesome. if you want to send us a dad joke, you can actually just go to www.worstleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab, and you can throw it in there. And while you're there, you can pick up one of our new Worship Leader Probs hats. Soon. Or can they? Soon. Oh, soon and very soon. Soon and very They'll soon. They'll be in the stow. The hats are coming. Awesome. Well, BT, why don't we get into uh, our part two with Brian? I Okay. I almost said Brian and Kim Tabor. <laughs> we are the poor man's Brian and Katie Torwell. Well, you call her KT. I do. So it's Brian and KT Tabor. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, part two with Brian and, um, I'm just going to do it again with Brian and Katie Torwalt. Um, incredible interview. A lot of fun with these guys. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Enjoy it. So enjoy part two with Brian and Katie. So I grew up as a pastor's kid. No shock there. I feel like a lot of worship leaders and different people in our world come from the church, mm. were born and raised in church. And for me, it actually was a really positive experience. I was exposed to so many things in the presence of God at a really young age. It was very mm. real for me. And I have vivid memories of um, just powerful experiences and encounters like early childhood, which is really cool. Also, there's, of course, challenges to growing up in the church, so I'm not discounting those whatsoever. But for me, it was a big part of my life. So that that was a big part of my life growing up, as well as my dad actually ran um, a group home for teenage boys out of juvenile hall. And we oh, wow. lived 
yeah, it was three different homes with about 10 boys, up to 10 boys each home. And we lived in those houses for most of like five days a week or so um, for a big chunk of my childhood. So Mm. very unique is the best way that I could describe it. As an adult, I really realized how it made me who I am. And my parents exposed us to a lot of people that just did not have what we have and did not get the opportunities that we have. And Mm. um, I'm really, really grateful for that. I feel like I see the world differently because of those early experiences and also just very unique. It's just the best way I could describe it because you have 30 teenage boys straight out of juvenile halls that you're growing up around. Um, Just not your typical, (laughs) not your typical life. So that was a big part of my childhood growing up. Um, But something that was very formative for me and really connected me to worship at an early age was I was a really fearful little kid. And I had pretty vivid night terrors and pretty much as long as I can remember. And so I would wake up all the time. I'm the firstborn of two kids. My parents also had some foster kids at different points in my childhood. But um, I would wake up quite often and wake my parents up extremely scared but perfectly like awake I wasn't asleep and be really distraught be really scared and so something my parents taught me very early on was to worship Mm -hmm. and how to invite Mm -hmm. the presence of God in my room and how I could change the atmosphere with with praise with worship with the Holy Spirit and just increasing my own awareness to that you know that I had the power over my little room to to completely changed all the atmosphere and so i remember growing up really really young like i'd be (laughs) i'd be in my room singing through the night you know just worshiping it wasn't never um it didn't start out as something i did on the stage at all but i did sing pretty early on on the stage too so i in youth group i kind of i don't have the exact same story as brian but i had a lot of people basically speak into my life and call me out and call me up onto the stage and give me a microphone, take a risk on me and start calling out the things in my life that they saw on me. And that was really, that was a really big deal. I think I realize now as an adult, what, what a big risk they took in that because <laughs> I'm like, I was just a kid. They didn't know, you know, I was very much in process, very, had my own issues, just like every kid and um, every person, every person. <laughs> and yeah, right. they would, hand me a microphone and similar idea, like give me a song and say, you're going to lead, you're going to lead the junior hires this week. And so that really began a love for leading worship on stage, I think around then. And um, some of my just most powerful experiences and encounters were in that environment, leading at youth camp. I actually was just talking to one of the uh, the pastors here, one of the youth pastor here, the high school youth pastor is one of my really good friends at Jesus culture. And this last summer, they actually took all the kids in our church back to the, the youth camp that I grew up going to. It's called Old Oak Ranch in Sonora, oh, California. Cool. Yeah, and I grew up going there from like fourth grade, I don't know, 12th grade, I think. And one of my very first really real life-changing encounters was there in worship. I wasn't wow. leading worship, but it was in a time of worship where I just felt like, even as a child, I remember truly feeling like all the worries of life all of the things of all the distractions like melted away and I just like saw clearly a glimpse of who God really is and how good he is. And so they took back all these high schoolers from our youth group here and they had a profound experience. Like we know a lot of these kids yeah. and where they come from and everything. And kids were laid out on the ground in the sanctuary of this 
camp and just for hours, just weeping and crying. People couldn't even pull him out of like these encounters they were having. They were just in this moment with the Lord. And mm. it brought me back to how powerful and like formative those times were for me. Yeah. I could like cry thinking about it, but mm. it really was beautiful. And now as an adult, I'm like, I was 12 the first time that happened. And wow. how good is God that he would meet a 12 year old at this camp that is wow. like, you know, yeah. I was a precious little child, but it's a weird age. <laughs> um, it's a weird, awkward time in your life. And yeah. God came in a beautiful way to meet me in sixth grade or whatever that was. Yeah. And um, it started me, it started building my own history and my own personal encounters and moments with the Lord from that young age. And um, wow. so now leading, I got to Bethel Church because I was actually first brought up by a friend to a Jesus Culture Conference, I think when I was 15. And had no idea what it was whatsoever. I just went with her because she was really excited about it. And I remember seeing um, some of our worship leaders here, Kim and Chris, a, a, an amazing worship leader named Melissa Howe, all oh, on stage yes. leading. And just the anointing and the freedom that they were experiencing and then leading everybody else into, was it was like nothing I had ever experienced before. And I just, wow. it kind of put this hunger in me for okay, I've experienced like beautiful times of worship and been really touched and had very powerful moments, but I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. And I just wanted it. I was like, I'll go anywhere for this. This is this is something I have been longing for my whole wow. life that I didn't know was possible. And sorry about that, our dog. <laughs> you better stop. We're going to have to lock you really away. wants to be on this podcast. <laughs> our dog Let's do it. it I love it. Um, we could take him downstairs. You want to put him downstairs? We have two dogs, and I'm a dog lady. This is a little side-tracking side thing, but, keep it in the podcast, um, everyone. but everyone does need to know this about me because it is the joy of my life. No, not, not really, <laughs> but I'm a huge animal. Yeah, we have a child also of one girl, but I'm a huge animal lover, and when me and Brian first met, he had never had a pet in his whole life. Wow. And I was like determined to crack him. I was like, we will get a dog and we will get a dog within six months. I'm going to, I'm going to wear you down until you fall in love with animals. <laughs> I love so it, it. Did. it took me about like, it took me about like eight months. And then I finally wore him down and we like rescued our first dog, which you just heard barking. And I'm really sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, no. Well, he's now real. an animal lover though. So That's we're, awesome. we're obsessed. But, uh, Okay, so yeah, back to seeing seeing Jesus culture the first time. It was just, it was a huge deal for me. And God was doing something really special there. And so I I was still in high school. So I, I finished high school and everything. I actually did a year of, of college. And then I was like, you know what, God? I just felt this longing to go see what else there was. If, if I had never experienced this and this was happening, God was showing up in this powerful way somewhere. I wanted to be there. And um, so I moved out of my parents' house at 17, and I moved to Reading by myself, not knowing one person. Um, I was just so hungry. I don't really know how else to describe it. There was just like a longing to see what God was doing and to experience Him in a real way for myself. And so that is when me and Brian met. And yeah. basically, he picked up the rest of the story there. But of course, there's tons of other details of life and everything in there. But those were huge like landmark moments for me. And we've done enough interviews that it's probably a pretty well-known fact that she gave me a non-working email address the first time that <laughs> the first time me and Brian met I wasn't sure about anything in life and he asked me for an email this was before like a lot of social media too so I think there was my that, that's how my that, that's how my wife and I when we start talking it was yeah. all email 
Yeah. yeah we All email. So, so he asked me for my email and I knew he was from another country. And I was just like, there's no way we're going to run into each other again. So whatever I give him, like if I decide to give him something, like we're either going to have a long distance talking thing or I can just cut this off now. So I just yeah. gave him an email that was not non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Then look what the Lord did. Well, what God did was his car broke down for two weeks in Reading. And he That's was fantastic. For, yeah. He was supposed to drive home. And I, I went back home to visit my family there. And when I came back two weeks later, he was still there. And he came up to me and he was like, I emailed you. Did you, did you get my email? I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought I would let, see him let again. Let me try a phone number this time. He got my phone number immediately. <laughs> so, he was so confident. It like confused me. But it was beautiful. <laughs> it's like, you look like this, but you're so confident. I'm no, so no. I was just, he was just so sure of himself. Here's a, here's a fun tip for all the listeners is yeah. confidence is key. Yeah. All you, oh, young, yeah. All you young guys, tips. Yep. <laughs> so looking for that lady, confidence. Go in with confidence, and I guarantee you you're going to get – You're gonna. I, I mean, I think I do. I guarantee you that you're going to you get a positive you got to figure out the action. line between arrogance and confidence. Yes. There you go. You yeah. need yeah. to have Definitely. humility, but yes. if you're confident about – like who you are and you lead with that. I think it's, yeah. it's attractive. Treat, it is. 100%. Treat her right. Yeah. Be humble. That's so but, awesome. you know, have some confidence. Be with confidence. Yeah. Okay. So that's basically a lot of our story. Yeah. Um, leading up until when we started making music and doing this, I guess we yeah. didn't even really get into that part of it. Yeah. Well, I, I just have to say like, as a person who has <laughs> benefited from your ministry and it's, it's just amazing. We get to talk to people who, who their focus is the local church, and yet God sees fit to allow their ministry to spill out over churches all over the world. So, and you guys are are in in that group for sure. So, like if we have all these younger people who listen to the podcast and follow Instagram mm-hmm. and all that. So, if we if we could gather every worship leader, every production person, every all of their volunteers, like we're in a massive arena somewhere, um, and we could gather them all together and we gave you guys a microphone, what would you say to them? That's so good. I would say let's everyone spend the next week, go home individually, go after God, and let's come back a week later and worship. But that's going to be awesome. It's going to be the craziest time I've ever experienced. What I would say is I think the thing in my life that really changed my life forever were – those times I personally had with the Lord in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, in as a teenager in my early twenties, and still, but really those as a as a young a young person just trying to figure out who he was, loved the Lord, loved worship, spending those times um, with the Lord, honestly seeking seeking after him for like me as an individual who wasn't anybody. And having those moments, it really changed my life. And, and I, and I, and I, and it, it helped me learn as, as a leader, as someone um, leading worship or even just being a part of a worship team or a community that, you know, I wasn't defined by who, by what I was doing, but hmm. the fact that I knew who I was in God, like my, oh, wow. like as a creative person, we struggle so much with like, okay, mm-hmm. like I, I am what I do or I am what I create, but that's not true. And it's like God creates perfect things, but we don't. And so we mm-hmm. learning that, that thing and how we learn that piece of um, 
uh, just that that character piece of of identity piece. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the thing that has served me the most in my walk with God is is no is I know that I know that I know that I'm loved by God. There's nothing that I can do that's going to change that. You know, wow. and so, powerful. Amen. So yeah, good. It's really good. It's really really good. I agree with Brian. I think that's kind of what it's simple. It's something that that we've heard and learned before, but it, it's another thing that we circle back to even throughout our life. Like, yeah. I think that that as in a young adult, you're told like often that, and you have to fight that a lot. And you kind of, I feel like I was almost confused when I had to go through that again as an older, and like an older adult. Um, identity stuff doesn't really go away and seasons of life change pretty dramatically. Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. going to be challenged and it's going to be, yeah. um, it's going to be questioned again at different points in your life. And, and that's healthy. It's totally healthy and it's good. And to finding God in different ways, finding, searching out the presence of God is really part of the gift. It's really, it changes how we, how we experience God and how we see him and how we lead. It's all through, Mm. it's all through like that journey of life. And so just keep pursuing and to never, to never grow like satisfied with that, with where you're Mm. at. Cause it, I personally feel like even just for the church right now, I feel like we've kind of gone through a, a period again of refinement or maybe we're going through that right now Yeah, um, where God is stripping away the unnecessary that. stuff. Yeah. Yep. Some of this stuff is just not necessary and it's been fun. It's been beautiful. And, um, but I feel like God is definitely stripping it back again and for mm. our good and for our benefit. So we can experience him in like a more powerful, pure, Come beautiful on, way and go. another part yep. of him. And so just to be encouraged in that, that if stuff isn't working or stuff's getting frustrating right now, it's because there's another, there's another level that there's another outpouring that I feel like God wants to do. And he's, he's refining. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the writers and worship leaders that we know, we've talked about that a lot in the last little while of like, yeah. Oh, something's just not working anymore. That was working before. And it's mm-hmm. not that it's bad. It's just that there's like, there's new wine. So what is yeah. it? Come on. Um, Come on. And that's what we're, I guess just be encouraged in that, that that's, it's supposed to feel like that (laughs) (laughs) when we're on the brink of something new here together and to press into it and not to grow discouraged. Yeah. Mm, That's awesome. That is awesome. Come on. Well, my man, it's that time. Now it's time to say goodbye (laughs) to all our family. Who we got next week? Well, first of all, the tour waltz. Come on. I mean, I mean, they're the tour waltz. Can I get a what? What? Exactly. Oh, the toll waltz. That was awesome. Um, and so we got David Ware from Hillsong next week, and it's going to be awesome. We got my wife's working on a bunch of new uh, interviews right now. Mm-hmm. And so, guys, we're just so thankful for you, the Worship Leader Probs Nation, for listening and joining in. Don't forget, like and subscribe anywhere you're listening to this podcast right now. Um, buddy, I'm about to go out, and it's time to wrap my pork butts. Nice. And that's nice. not a dad joke. <laughs> so well guys we are thankful for you the worship leader probs nation and until next time see ya deuces <laughs>